Welcome to Innovations in Leadership, a Success League radio production. This is a podcast focused on customer success and the leaders who are designing and implementing best practices in our field. This podcast is brought to you by the Success League, a consulting and training firm focused on developing customer success programs that drive revenue. My name is Kristen Hayer, and I'm the host of Innovations in Leadership and the founder and CEO of the Success League. And today's guest is the winner of the Customer Success Excellence Award for Best Use of Technology and Customer Success, Michael Bojanski. And Michael is the Director of Operations and Support for Learn to Win. Today, we're going to be talking about his approach to CS operations and how that helped him win this prestigious award. So, Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So before we dive in, can you share with the audience how you landed in the field of success? Yeah, it was a little bit circuitous. I have been working with Learn Twin for about five years, but I have only been working full-time for the past two in customer success. I knew the the two founders of our company from undergrad at uh, University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And so when they founded the company in 2018, I started helping out in the invoicing side. So accounting and finance, a lot of internal ops, which is where I had some previous experience at another startup. That turned into some work on our marketing and sales ops front. And then I became our marketing director for two years part-time while I was doing a full-time MBA at the University of Virginia, Darden's Business School. And towards the end of my time at Darden, I knew I wanted to work full-time with Learn to Win and we were going back and forth on what would be a good role. And at the time we had a need on our customer success side. We were scaling, we had just about raised our seed round. And so it was a it was a good position. And I had flitted around in a couple different operations roles in my career. I worked at Amazon for a year and a half in warehouse management and then had done accounting and finance and risk management for another company. And so this was an, another rotation that seemed interesting to me and there was a business need for it. So have done a lot of different things on the customer success side. We have about 10 people on our CS team right now, but has been really fun to, to tackle CS ops, learning to be a CSM, and then also managing our support side. That's great. Tell us a little bit more about Learn to Win. What does the company do and how do you help your clients? Yes. So we are a light learning management system. Think of us like Duolingo, but for any type of content that you as an instructor would want to create. So we actually got our start on the athletic side where we were a platform that coaches could use to create content for their athletes. So Think of yourself like an American football coach and you have a playbook install or a scouting report that you want to do. And so you can create three or four lessons and a quiz and then push those out to your athletes before you know the big game. And you can be able to determine where there are knowledge gaps before you experience them on that field where there might be bigger consequences. And we realized that this same problem to solve, which was organizations need a light tool to be able to push content out and be able to see where different people are in their organization and be able to 
target what we're what we call last mile learning. So it's not these, you know, things like cybersecurity training or maybe sexual harassment that are, you know, out of the box and very similar for different organizations, but things that are really specific to your use case. So your playbook is very different than another team's playbook. So we expanded into the commercial side and then also have a version of our platform that can host classified information. And so we sell into the Department of Defense. So really wide range from yeah. you know, sports coaches to fighter pilots to you know business leaders. That's amazing. Well, let's talk about what got you your win in the awards. So kicking things off, why do you think it's important to consider your tech stack, which is really a big piece of, of your entry for that award? Uh, why do you think it's important to consider that in CS? I think oftentimes a tech stack just happens. And so people <laughs> will will build stuff onto it. And there isn't as much sit down and think, how are these pieces going to work together? What's our long-term strategy? It's usually different pieces are, are brought in uh, in times of need. And you can think of it like, you know, a, a big Lego set, but you don't really have control over what pieces are getting added to it. And so at the end of a couple years, you look at it and you think, this doesn't make any sense. These pieces don't really go together. Maybe they're like two separate little Lego sets and they don't really talk to each other. And so there's a there's a large coordination problem. Um, I think in in most organizations, tech stacks, I think especially for medium to, to larger size organizations. And so... If you're any type of ops person, then being able to solve this coordination problem, which is both a technical problem, so how do you you know get data from one system to another, but it's also a people problem. And so you know you're working with sales or marketing or maybe your product team and saying, you know, I have this set of fields and it has these set of values and I need to push it into to this system and we have a little bit different. So how can we adjust maybe our processes or expectations around that? So doing that coordination work takes time and uh, energy and, you know, good faith on, on everyone's part. Yeah. So when you started working on providing tech for the CS program at Learn to Win, what were your primary objectives with that? So when I started full-time, we just were scaling up our customer success team. And so one of the first things that we were launching was our own customer success platform. We chose client success. We looked at a couple different platforms. That's the one we ended up with. We've really liked it in the last two years. It's been fantastic. Shout out to Christy and JD and everybody on, on their team. And so that was my first big task was, was laying the foundation of client success. And one of the things that I, I hear a lot about is people are, are frustrated at the amount of time it takes to install a system like client success or even Salesforce or CRM. And usually the thing that doesn't take, that usually the thing that takes the most time is not the configuration of the platform, but it's cleaning your own data. And so for us, we had some pretty messy historic revenue and contract data, but uh, I wanted to start off in a good spot as this was our, you know, our first big person system. And so it took probably an extra two months to really 
clean this data, coordinate with our accounting team to determine what reality do we want to write for ourselves? Because oftentimes, you know, we collected revenue, but maybe there's not like a super firm contract date, or maybe it's in someone's email somewhere before, you know, you have a, a firm DocuSign process or something like that. And so that was my that was my first big initiative was laying this foundation with the customer success platform. That probably took three to five months. And then from there, it was building and improving and connecting it with everything else. And that's where the tool Zapier came in. And that's the focus of what I wrote about in this award. So Zapier is obviously a tool that you had to add. Were there other tools that you decided to add to the tech stack once you got in there and started playing around with things? We already had HubSpot for our marketing team and Salesforce for our sales team. The Salesforce instance was also one that was relatively new. And so, you know, simultaneously building up these, you know, two relatively large systems that are complex, they have a lot of fields, they have a lot of objects. But it was it was good that we were doing them simultaneous because as we were building out our different objects or you know different fields, then that was coordination that we could do together versus having to just take someone's, you know, this is what we've done, this is you know what it is, and then kind of be forced into something that might not be optimal. But if you do it together, then you can reach something that's usually the best for both people. Other systems that we added, we added Zendesk for our support ticketing. And we had a form software called Cognito Forms that we used for a little bit more complex surveys. We actually have our ticket routing go through there. But those are the main ones. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So, you know, you you mentioned it took a few months to get the CS platform kind of in place. What other timeframes were you working within and, and what kind of resources did you have for this project inside of the team? If any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it, it we we're a you know a smaller CS team. I think at the time we were about six or seven people. And so I had my own book of business that I was managing. Oh I wow, mean, okay. I managed all of our Department of Defense clients. We're actually launching this product for the first time. So handling a, a new product launch and some some of our larger customers. And so this was something that was probably you know, half, maybe a third of my job responsibilities, but it was over, you know, several months. And I had an interest and a passion in it. It was something that I like doing. And because I have had experience in several other different types of systems, I had spun up a, a, a HubSpot instance. I've done work in MailChimp. I've worked in QuickBooks. So the, these things are are a little bit more natural to me. Client success didn't seem you know, hard. It seemed it seemed fun. Um, I don't know that <laughs> if that's normal for for most people, but that's it's it's a passion project that I took on, and my work with it evolved into something where it became a, a larger part of my role and something that I realized that was something that I could really add value to the company by managing and, and pushing forward these systems. That's great. What do you see as your biggest wins in the project? Biggest wins are, you know, two years later, about, <laughs> I would say our, our tech stack is very well established. It communicates very effectively with Salesforce. We have several automations that reduce the amount of manual work that CSMs are doing. So things like the sales to CS handoff, renewal flow, 
you know, success cycles. So, you know, things that are are happening in the customer journey, like for us as a learning platform, when a customer has like a first learning launch, that's a pretty significant event. So things that can celebrate and record that. And so building something from scratch into what it is today is has been very exciting and very rewarding. And also having what I would consider a relatively mature tech stack for only having a you know a CS team of about 10. I think we've punched above our weight. I think a lot of that is because Zapier is a is a no-code solution. It's really easy to spin up. And especially for smaller organizations that might not have the support of engineering or a full-time ops person, it's a tool that, like I said, it allows you to punch above your weight and you can you can create some some pretty magical automations without needing to to know how to do something like an API integration or how to tap into a SQL database or something like that. So that's been very satisfying. Oh, that's great. And that's great, I think, advice for people out there who may be thinking, gosh, I don't have the engineering team that has bandwidth to help me with all this stuff. If you could do some of that work yourself more easily, I think that that's Fantastic. What do you wish you had done differently in hindsight, if anything? It's hard because it's hard to answer that question because I was learning so much as I was going through it. And so, you know, if I knew all the lessons that I knew two years ago, then maybe I would have, you know, I could have done things faster. But the approach I took was very methodical. And I, I wouldn't change that aspect of it. I think I would have collaborated even more with our with some of the other departments, especially sales and accounting. I think as as your tech stack gets more integrated, then you're also more reliant on others. And Sometimes if other people are busy, then that's going to push off your own projects. Or, you know, for us, I wanted to to launch some things around renewals. And so I wanted to integrate our revenue flow between client success and Salesforce, but that required us to have matching product SKUs. And so product SKUs are something that affects customer success, accounting, and sales very deeply. And that portion was actually the most complicated. To nail down the SKUs, the sales team was actually had some different, not differences, but changes in how they were strategizing about our product SKUs. So we went to a licensing model that also included services versus selling licenses and services separately. And that helped increase how much ARR that we could book for different contracts. And so as we were going through this, the product SKUs themselves were changing, um, which makes it very difficult to integrate systems when the ground is shifting beneath your So I think pushing that more and having more conversations where especially senior leadership in the company realizes that, oh, this decision is impacting multiple departments and we're we're all in this together. And if we can get to the other side, then we're we're all gonna have, you know, a significant amount of benefit. For us, it was, you know, decreased time in launching a customer and getting their contract information in place fewer mistakes from manually moving contracts back and forth, and then CSMs having more visibility on contracting information. And so all those things are really great, but it requires that higher level coordination and decision-making of, you know, what do we want our product SKUs to be? Yeah. What, what are the results that you saw from this project? 
Like what are some of the things that you're you're most proud of results wise? So from a just a, a state of the world, you know, like I mentioned before, we have a mature platform where a CSM is able to you know, have a single source of truth for information. Someone can operate out of client success. They don't have to, you know, go into another Google sheet to to look for where the environment ID is or what the contract information is. You know, senior leadership can go and see uh, someone's health over time. We have, you know, NPS scores that are native into client success and we have a regular cadence. So a lot of the the more mature aspects of a customer success team, two years ago, we don't have them. And now we do. Things that excite me from a metrics perspective, one of the aspects of our tech stack is our integration with Zendesk. And by pushing some of these automations into Zendesk, things like having a, a, a more mature ticket submission form where we can suggest articles to people before they submit a ticket so people can self-solve things. This has resulted in a decrease in the number of our tickets. So right now, I think we have about a 98% CSAT on our Zendesk tickets, which I'm really proud of. We've also decreased our number of total tickets by 45% year over year, while our platform utilization has gone up by 136%. So one metric just from the you know Zendesk side that I'm that I'm excited about. And a lot of that was driven by you know automations and better reporting and just making sure everything was connected with each other. That's fantastic. I love it. What advice would you give to a leader who who wants to add technology to their CS program? Check out Zapier. <laughs> not 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 sponsored by them or not influenced by them, but it it really is a fantastic tool. It's it it has a it has a free tier that you can putz around on. And then for small to medium-sized organizations, you're probably going to be paying 50 to 100 bucks a month. And then for a larger enterprise account, maybe it's a few hundred, but the amount of of juice that you get out of the squeeze is is a lot. And so your native integrations are always going to form the foundation, but Zapier is great for, wouldn't it be great if XYZ? So wouldn't it be great if when we had a closed one opportunity that a Slack message popped up in this channel and it had all these different elements from different Salesforce objects. And it also, you know, assigned a task to the salesperson to complete a sales to CS handoff document. Wouldn't it be great if when we had a new customer created, a new Zendesk organization was automatically created and that organization ID was pushed back into client success? All these little things that are not the end of the world, but as they add up, make a significant dent in you know the amount of manual time that a CS ops person or a leader or maybe even just a CSM is devoting. All that time is saved and can be focused on providing value to customers. That's great. I love it. Okay, last question. What do you see as the biggest trend in customer success right now and why? There's a lot of discussion on digital customer success and empowering CSMs to be lighter touch. I think that's where CS ops comes in. And you can talk a big game about wanting to, to have more digital CS, but in the end, someone's creating these automations, someone's creating these workflows. You're reliant on 
you know, different systems to do this for you. And that takes work. It just doesn't happen. And there's, like I said, you know, at the beginning, there's the coordination work between people and there's the coordination work between your different parts of your your tech stack. And so one one interesting insight I had from another customer success leader was rather than having your each ops person be in their department, have one ops person that touches multiple departments. And so you'd have one person who could sit over marketing, sales, and customer success. In in my role, because I've touched those departments in my time at Learn to Win, I know those other systems and I have really good relationships with those department leaders. And I found that that emotional capital, that insight into how those departments work has enabled me to be much more effective in customer success and to also provide value to the sales and marketing teams. So that would be some advice is, is really push the collaboration between teams rather than siloing your different ops departments. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. I think, you know, customer success is so central in organizations and you need to have relationships in place with those leaders of those teams. Even if you're a frontline CSM, I think it's just critical to start to build those relationships up. And that makes everything smoother. It makes that handoff smoother. It makes understanding what, you know, what you're trying to do with your clients better if you know what marketing's targeting and it it all works together. I feel like sometimes when we work with clients, we see those groups so siloed and it it makes everything harder because you you're trying to work, you know, between groups that have walls put up. And I think one of the best things companies can do is really start to pull those walls down so that the customer has a better experience and it isn't choppy from their perspective because even though that's internal to your business, customers can still see and feel it. So yeah, it's not ideal. And I, I think to that point is keeping in mind that the goal of CSOps is not to just make CSM's lives easier or to you know, create a fancy system. It's to improve the experience for the customers and to drive renewals and upsells. And so your, your goal is to be able to make CSMs more efficient, you know, for a better customer experience. It's, I think also sometimes you can, and I, I'm, I'm guilty of this is I'll think, oh, this is a, a really great thing to add. This automation is super cool. This is fun. But the enablement side for the CSMs, for them to understand, agree, and adopt that, you know, this new workflow is something that will make my life easier is is also something that needs to be understood and, and prioritized as well. Yeah. Well, Michael, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me today and congrats again on your win. If someone wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach out? Shoot me a LinkedIn message. I'd love to connect, include a, a DM in there and would love to chat. Great. Well, thank you again. And I also want to thank our producer, Russell Bourne, and our audio experts at RFORM Audio. This podcast is a production of Success League Radio. To learn more about the Success League's consulting and training offerings, please visit our website, thesuccessleague.io. For more great customer success content, follow the Success League on LinkedIn or at TSL Customers on Twitter. 
You can subscribe to Success League Radio on Apple, Google, Amazon, anywhere else you get your podcasts. And thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us next time.